Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey Rush Nation, how is it going? I cannot believe it. We're at week one. Week one, we're there. We've made it. Long off season. It's been eight months since I've done a Wave of Wire podcast. And here I am uh, to present you week one and... I can't believe it. Three days' time, the Buccaneers will be kicking off the season as Super Bowl champions. They'll be kicking off against the Cowboys, one amazing first game we're going to be getting. It's just going to be an incredible ride over the next 17, 18 weeks. So let's strap ourselves in. It's going to be it's going to be awesome and lots of great content to bring you over the season. We've got our new schedule, which I'm going to be posting later on today. Just gone live with an amazing new giveaway with Hickories. We did one for the Super Bowl. We're doing another one, box of wings and a box of beer. What more could you want to kick off opening weekend on Sunday? We will make sure that box is delivered to you on Sunday or Hickory's. Well, they've promised me that that will happen. So follow our social media channels. Go on to Twitter or Instagram at Five Yard Rush. All of it there just on the bottom of the screen. You have to be in the UK to enter. But if as long as you are, then you will get that opportunity to win the Hickory's box and all details are there also do not forget about manscaped visit manscaped.com for the best below the belt grooming kit that you can buy i absolutely love mine it's absolutely incredible the lawnmower 4.0 with its 4000k light and you know the one thing about it is it definitely doesn't leave you any cuts and 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 nicks and that's that's what makes it really special because it has patented technology that stops that so do get yourself uh, a Manscaped trimmer. You can find them at manscaped.com with the code 5YARD. You get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. That's the code 5YARD for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. But enough about all of that going on. Now let's look at the waiver wire ads for week one. Most of you might have done drafts this weekend or last weekend and probably don't feel the need to do a tinker. But for those of you that potentially have been doing drafts for weeks or months and probably need to make some adjustments uh, i'm here to just take you through who i think are the top options you'll also find a link to the wave wire article that always gets published first i know a lot of people like to take notes during podcasts you don't need to most of them are in the article i always add a few that are either really uh, overly owned so well over 30 percent 
or um, those that are quite obscure picks that you can also pick up. Uh, for those who are new to my waiver wire picks and the waiver wire picks we do here on uh, Five Yard Rush, uh, if you've been following us since the Fantasy Pros uh, episode, or just following us this offseason with the content we've been putting out, uh, we do our waiver wires very, very different in the sense of for the waiver wire article, everything we do is under 30% owned on ESPN.com at the time of writing. Those things always change uh, live prices, but we always try and make sure that it's as close and as accurate as possible. So make sure that you do follow the content on the website. And like I said, we try to do 30% because for most of you listening, it's nothing worse than getting a wave wire tip and then going onto your wave wire and finding out that person's been added and not just added yesterday or last week, but added weeks ago um, because, you know, 60% owned means in most leagues that player is owned. You know, we don't want to do that. We want to make sure that most people listening, there's some people that you can pick up off your wave wires and some are 25% owned. One is 30% owned. Some are much more obscurely owned, but we always try and make sure that there are people on there that you can action and play. So let's get to it. Quarterbacks. And it is a bit thin this time of year, but there are some great options on here. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of names now. First one is James Winston. He's 25.3% owned. He is facing Green Bay at week one. And, you know, he has won the job as a starter. I initially was very bullish and thought that he would win the job because of He's obviously the better quarterback than than Taysom Hill. But then with all the receivers going down, I was a bit concerned that it would be Taysom Hill and they would just try and run the ball. But it seems that Jameis Winston has held on to the inside track and he has been named a starter. Now, Michael Thomas has gone down, but Marcus Calloway has popped up in this uh, preseason and he's been absolutely fantastic. And there was a real connection there between those players. So, it does mean that there's some options here for Jameis, and also he has uh, the yak monster that is Alvin Kamara as well to, to use. So, you know, lots of good things here going for Winston. And you've got to remember when he was a starter in 2019, he was the QB3 to finish the season. So, it does have flaws, but it does have significant upside. And if you're a bit unsure in your quarterback situation, you could do worse than picking up Jameis Winston, who's 25.3% owned. Another favorite waiver wire uh, quarterback, I have him on my waiver wire column at least two or three times a year, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's 23.3% owned. He has the Chargers week one. And like I said, he's always on this column at some point, two or three times a year. And over the last two years, he has averaged almost 17 points per game. It's quite a significant number, especially from a waiver wire ad. So if you ha- you know, if you got to Sean Watson and you need someone um, to pick up and you didn't draft anyone else or you've just got a few guys you're not so sure, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, is he going to do it for you and you're really unsure, you know, you could do worse here than Fitzmagic because you've got, you've got a lot of significant ads that are going to be happening and a lot of significant ads that have happened in Washington. They're building a really good team there. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson. They've got a lot of weapons now. Uh, you've got Logan Thomas. You've got a lot of weapons here that, that could be used. And so Fitzpatrick should be a really, really nice addition here. For me, he's should be more than 23.3% owned. But I would be excited about this Washington team. I think that they are on to a recipe to have a really good season. 
a notable one slightly over that 30% threshold. So someone who's not in the column, but as a, as a bonus is Trey Lance. Trey Lance um, might win the job uh, day one. He might not. It is a slight risk, but either way, Trey Lance should be more than 32.5% owned. I think the fact that they've not named a starter tips it in Lance's favor. And even if they haven't named a starter yet, and Carl Shanahan hasn't, it says to me that Lance is going to be in before the bye week. And Trey Lance, with his dual threat that he can run, he can pass, he, he's got a lot of tools, and a lot of weapons ready for this uh, pro setup. I think Trey Lance is someone who is a real fantasy football cheat code. And I'd be really excited to own Trey Lance. I've picked him up in a load of places. So if he is available in your league, I'd be picking him up because he could start week one. And if he does, he, he could be a top 12 quarterback this season. And, you know, for me, for fantasy, he could eclipse Trevor Lawrence. He could eclipse Matthew Stafford. He could eclipse uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, these are the sorts of plays he can eclipse who are currently in those for QB1 ranking. So, Trey Lance should be added for me and should be more owned than 32.5%. So, you know, feel free to take that. And even if he doesn't start this week, I'm sure he'll be starting well before the week six bye. Let's move on to running backs. Uh, Tyson Williams is 17.3% owned and he has Vegas in week one at Vegas. Now, it's a bit of a shock name, isn't it? Tyson Williams, most people a couple of weeks ago probably didn't know who he was. You might be listening to this and not knowing uh, who he is and that's okay um he was effectively the rb4 on this roster wasn't sure if we were going to make the roster jk dobbins goes down he's usurped justice hill a lot of people have been adding justin hill justin hill is not the guy to be adding tyson williams has won this rb2 job in baltimore and it's significant because it's not like a typical rb2 uh, role you know, they've run the football a lot. Gus Edwards was highly productive in this role last year. He now goes as the one. So uh, you can expect anywhere from sort of 10 to 12 touches a week from Tyson Williams in this offense. They're going to use him a lot. So if he capitalizes, he'll get a bigger role. If he doesn't, then obviously he'll fringe out. But I'd be buying this running attack as much as possible. And Tyson Williams is good value for that price at 17.3% owned. He, he should be available in most leagues. I would be adding him. And again, if it doesn't work out, you drop him next week or the week after and, and you move on to someone else. Uh, another player who should be owned and arguably is massively under-owned is James White. He's exactly 30% owned. And he's up against Miami week one. And he's arguably one of the biggest winners of the change of quarterback situation in New England because his role is completely intact. And he is going to be that crutch to help Mac Jones adjust to life as a starting NFL quarterback. So since 2016, he's averaged almost six targets per game. Those numbers should rise, especially with Mac Jones in that offense. They've they've dropped a little bit uh, since uh, Cam Newton was the starter there. That's to be expected. Cam Newton can run, he can escape the ball. He had a bit of a threat. Mac Jones doesn't really have that as much, or certainly not as much as Cam does. So you can expect James White to be used in the red zone. You can expect James White to be used as sort of that safety blanket underneath. And he will be a significant tool here to Mac Jones. Should be over 30% owned. So grab James White now while you still can. He will have a role. You can project him over the season to potentially be an RB3 with RB2 upside. So some players to potentially also look out is Ramondre Stevenson again in 
at New England. He's another one against narrow up. I see him in a very similar role to LeGarrette Blount was a few years ago in New England. I think he's going to be that batting rank Steve Roller uh, by in the red zone. I think he can get a lot of touchdowns. So Stevenson for me is someone that I'm, I'm desperate to own a lot of places. He's only 15.8% owned. I don't think this is a week one heavy smash play, especially against this good Miami defense, but he is someone that I would be uh, adding to my rosters and just hoping he gets a, a, a relevant role. And he's someone that could eat into Damian Harris's role significantly. You know, he, they, they traded Sony Michelle, who was a first round pick, don't forget, because of how good Stevenson was. And also the fact that, that he never really lived up to the hype, Michelle. So they got compensation. It's worked out for them. Stevenson is a very, very competent guy. He's a big guy and he, he'll get touchdowns, especially now that uh, Newton isn't there. Newton's not going to be running in the, the seven to 10 touchdowns that he could have run in this year. So that's going to give some work to, to Stevenson here. Uh, Tony Jones Jr. Of, of New Orleans, he's 2.6% owned. As I mentioned with Green Bay, I think he gets some work week one. It's, it's interesting to see what happens to Ket, the Tavis Murray. I wasn't so sure that would happen. It's interesting to see if he does usurp the uh, Tavis Murray. This is, again, a bit of a risk, but it's worth it for week one because if he does usurp and he gets... Latavius Murray's touches. Uh, Green Bay are susceptible against the run. We saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it in the playoffs. We saw it last season. You know that they they get they get battered over NFC Championship game. Not last year, the year before, 186 yards rushing before contact. They gave up. Linebacker is still a bit of a weakness there. I think it's something that they're trying to work on and address. But I would expect Sean Payton to know that and expect them to run the ball. I think Tony Jones can get some work in this game, but I see him more potentially as a longer-term play. If he ends up having a good week one, that ownership's going to rise. Try and get ahead of the curve. Yeah, and if it doesn't work, you drop him, you replace him with someone in this column next week. Tony Pollard is still out there as well. He's 38.5% owned. He does have Tampa on Thursday night. Again, not projecting a massive week one here for Tony Pollard, but he's probably the best handcuff out there that you can, you can draft. So surprising he's not as high up but then people maybe have much thinner leagues don't feel the need to draft backups seat goes down tony pollard becomes instantly in the rb1 conversation but he also has standalone value and it's going to be a tough week one there's there's no word of a lie against the best uh, rushing defense in football over the last two years but they might try some gadget plays might try some tricks tony pollard could be in the thick of that not projecting a big week one for tony pollard but like i said 38.5% owned. If you've got a player that's gone down like a J.K. Dobbins, Pollard is one of those guys. If Zeke goes down, he's a potential league winner. This is who I would be picking up to replace someone like a J.K. Dobbins off, on my roster. So let's go to wide receivers. Tyrell Williams, 19.1% owned. He is playing the 49ers week one. Listen, this one's really simple. Don't overthink it. Williams is the wide receiver one in Detroit. Yes, it's not a great offense. Yes, Jared Goff is a quarterback and it shouldn't excite anyone. But Jared Goff can support wide receiver one, wide receiver twos. He has done all of his career with Cup, with Woods. You know, let's not let's, let's forget about the actual football and just look at the mechanics of it here. From a fantasy perspective and a fantasy lens, he will make sure that players get touches and he will support production. Williams is a huge volume play. Rashad Perriman has been cut. You know, there's not a lot. You've got Armand Rossate Brown, who's a rookie. It's going to take time for him to acclimatize. Tyrell Williams is the veteran. I know he's not done much over the last few years, and there is injury concerns, 
but he is the wide receiver one. Volume-wise, you should be picking him up. You should have him on your roster. Again, if it doesn't work, you cut him. But he's a wide receiver one, in, and he's available in 80% of leagues right now. That just can't happen. Make sure you pick him up. I'm not saying he's in the like, top 12 fantasy aspect. I mean, he's the number one wide receiver on his team. He's at least the second option, maybe even the first option, depending on where the ball goes. So Tyra Williams is a must-add for me. The other one is Russell Gage. I'm really surprised with the ownership here. 28.3% owned. Uh, he has Philly week one, and I can't believe Russell Gage is less than 30% owned because he is the wide receiver two on a pass-first offense who don't really have a significant pass-catching weapon in the backfield as well. So he's very safe in his role. Doesn't have a lot of competition behind him got Zacchaeus who's behind him but you haven't really got anyone that's going to challenge him for touches you haven't got anyone who in the backfield who's going to monopolize touches from him it's going to be Ridley, Pitts, Gage they're the three it's a heavy pass offense Hurst will get some touches he's not going to get as many as Gage so Gage is going to get a lot of targets here and, he, and you know people are sitting there going oh Russell Gage I'm just not sure when Julio Jones went down late last season the last five weeks of the season Russell Gage was the RB10 in half-point and full-point PPR. He's a wide receiver 10 overall. Don't overthink it. Going to get volume. Going to be productive. He is someone who I expect big things off. He's going to massively outperform his ADP if you drafted him. But even if you didn't, he's available in over 70% of the leagues right now. So be picking up Russell Gage and be using him on your team. Now, some other players I would be picking up if they're free right now. Jacoby Myers, he is 54% owned. So he is someone who is owned in more leagues than not owned. However, having said that, Jacoby Myers is going to be the wide receiver one, it looks like, in New England. It's not going to be Nelson Aguilar, who they're paying all that money to. It looks like Jacoby Myers, what he did in the preseason, looks like he's going to monopolize a lot of that role. So he is someone who I really expect to produce a really good fantasy season. So feel, you know, if you're still in drafts, draft him. You should be drafting him. But if not, then definitely be picking him up off waiver wise if he's there. But like I said, 54% owned. So he is owned more than he's not owned. Uh, Brian Edwards, probably now the wide receiver one in Vegas. Now that John Brown is gone, uh, you haven't got many options there. So for me, um, Aguilar left last season. You, um, Tyra Williams left last season. Now you've got John Brown is gone. Brian Edwards probably is now at the top of that depth chart. And again, I'm talking about wide receiver ones. Yes, I know it's not a great offense, but Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback. He had a very good season last season. 12.5% owned. They do have Baltimore week one. Is a bit sticky, but he's someone I'd be owning because I think volume-wise, he's going to get a lot of work. A potential week one play here is Terrence Marshall Jr. He's 18.4% owned. I've talked about him all off-season. Seems to me that people have caught up with not just the talent, but actually the role there. People were worried he was going to be marginalized. I think... Now people are starting to understand that he's not. He's going to have standalone value on that team, uh, especially with a lot of three wide receiver sets. He is going to get work. He is against the Jets week one. Uh, he, he's definitely in consideration for me to have a decent week one. But I think he's someone who, again, through the season, if there's an injury to DJ Moore, if there's an injury to Robbie Anderson, he's someone who's going to pick up a lot of work. So he's someone I would be owning in as many leagues as I can right now, especially if you've just got a few fringe players or a few players have been cut. John Brown, for example, if John Brown was on your team, you know, Terrence Marshall Jr. or Brian Edwards, any of these guys are all uh, good ads at this point of the season, uh, getting ready for the season, because we're trying to project out people who could earn much bigger roles if something happens. 
you want them on your team. You don't want to be fighting people on the waiver wire to pick up these players. Let's move to tight end. Zach Ertz, 24.6% owned. He has Atlanta week one. This is a two-threaded prong of attack here. One, Atlanta were the worst team in football defending tight ends from a fantasy football perspective last year. They were giving up 12 points per game. They gave up, you know, almost a touchdown a game to tight ends last year. So you look at Zach Ertz and you think, okay, we all thought he was going to get traded. I thought he was going to get traded. I think everyone I know thought he was going to get traded. He's not been traded. He's still on the team. That's fine. That's what's happened. It's not a problem. He's still going to have a very prominent role. Don't forget, Zach Ertz was a tight end two for each of the last three or four seasons before last season. Yes, Dallas Scott is there, and I like Dallas Scott. I think he's a good player. But they are a 1B, 1, 1A, 1B option. So Zach Ertz is, is not, a, <laughs> he's not a, just a scrub. He's a very, very good football player. He's an you know, established career an excellent career so far. And I think he's still got some mileage in this tank. So Zach Ertz, I think is a player I'll be owning, especially as a week one player. I think he's very interesting. The other one is Blake Jarwin, 9.4% owned. Now it's an interesting one. He's got the Buccaneers week one. The Buccaneers have projected to be a bottom 12 defense against fancy, against fancy tight ends in each of the last three years. That's what's happened. And there's someone who do give up, you know, yards to tight ends and, and the reason they do that is because they're afraid of the big play on the outside the threat in this team is they'll contain zeke through the middle they're not too worried about that given what they've done with cmc with kamara and everybody else uh, over the last two seasons the best run defense in football so what they'll try and do is try and contain lamb and cup and, and marginalize the big plays so they're quite happy to give the yards over the middle and i think that is where you're going to have to concede something we saw this in the super bowl I think this is what can happen here. So I think Blake Jarwin is someone week one who I think is going to get a significant amount of work, especially as Zach Martin is out. We can see now there could be a significant rush on Dak. You've got one of the best, if not the best pass rush in football. I can see Dak having to throw the ball in, in panic in quick time. and He's going to have some out throws. And I think a lot of those could be targeted at, at Blake Jarwin. Only concern is how fit is he? We think he's fit. I think he's the guy to move forward. There is this whole, is Dalton Schultz ahead of him on the depth chart? I can't see it personally. I think that like Jarwin is who I would want to be targeting week one. I think he could have a very sizable week one, finding the end zone potentially for Dallas. So he's a sneaky under the radar play for me, 9.4% owned. The other one to monitor is Chris Herndon. He's only 1.9% owned. Now with the injury to Irv Smith, the, the Minnesota Vikings have traded for Chris Herndon. Now, Chris Herndon has been one of those players who's been projected to break out for a while. He has. He's been in the league three years. This is his fourth year. He's someone that we can expect to be better than Tyler Conklin. Again, if Tyler Conklin was that good, they wouldn't have traded for Chris Herndon. This isn't a week one play. They play Cincy at Cincy. I don't think this is a week one play. Chris Herndon's going to take some time to acclimatize, get to know the playbook. But I think he's someone that will uh, usurp up that depth chart. And then it's just projecting where he finishes. I definitely think he's got a tight end 15 C, you know, floor in him. It's just whether or not he can elevate himself into this top 12 tight end. But I do think he's going to have tight end one week. So he's someone that, if you're struggling at tight end, he's someone that should be free in a lot of leagues that you can pick up. Uh, maybe not the best week one play, but he's someone that's there for you that, that can help out. And then we move on to, on to kicker. 
So with our kicker here, we've got Ryan Suckup. He's 23.3% owned, which I think is strange. I guess it's only COVID is the reason why he's so uh, lightly owned. Uh, he was the kicker seven uh, last year, but he has just returned to health. He's kicking at home. It's going to be a high-scoring team, two high-scoring offenses. I think he's an easy set-and-forget kicker for 2021, and I think he's someone who is going to have a good week one. So I'd be playing Ryan Suckup week one uh, quite comfortably. He's been given a big contract. I think he's a, an easy pick for, for week one based what's on there. And in terms of DST, this is uh, quite out there, but I've gone with the Jacksonville Jaguars. 1.4% owned, but they are playing Houston, and that is why I'm I'm targeting there. Um, so it's probably the last time I'm going to pick the Jags, but the fact that they're playing Houston, there's been so much disruption, so much uh, issues with Deshaun Watson, and now he's made the 53, but he's probably not going to play most weeks. Uh, you know, you've got Tyra Taylor there. You've got Brandon Cooks, who I, I do like and think he's worth an ad. Um, but I don't think there's much else there. You've got a run game that everyone's confused about what's going to happen. I just think that whilst I don't overly rely on Jacksonville to have an um, like an amazing defense in a massive season, I do think there's turnovers in this game for them as this team is still getting used to playing with each other. It's just sort of a lot of people there not a lot of stars and quality. And I think there's turnovers to be had here. This offensive line isn't brilliant. I think that they can get at Tyrod. I think they can get him down. I think they can strip sack him. I think they can turn this ball over. And I think that's what I look for in defense. I'm looking for teams at home who can make an impact, who can turn the ball over. They're going to be on a high with Trevor Lawrence. They're going to be on a high with uh, Coach Meyer. There's a lot of things going in, in Jacksonville's way. So I project uh, Jacksonville to have quite a good week. So there's someone I'd be sneakily adding under the radar. But I also like Carolina too, I think, against the Jets. They're another one I I would be targeting. I think they're a well-coached organization I think could have a very, very good week against um, a new NFL quarterback who's, you know, Zach Wilson, I think, has had a very good preseason. I think he's looked quite good. But I think, you know, again, when it comes game time, it's very different. So it's another time I'd be looking at another play there. So, I, you know, I quite like, Carolina as well, so whichever way you want to float. But that'll do it for this week. Don't forget to tune into all the amazing content we've got uh, coming up on Five Year Rush. We've got podcast dropping every single day. I've got the flagship show, which will be tomorrow now, which will be phenomenal. An amazing guest, one of the best in the business. So pleased to have him. Um, we also have the giveaway from Hickory, so check out our pinned tweet, check out our Instagram for that. Don't forget to check out manscaped.com. Use the code 5 I'll get 20% off all your goods there, plus worldwide shipping for the best in below-the-belt grooming. And I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, Rush Nation, don't forget, keep rushing. entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. 
Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.